Hey everyone, welcome to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with high school classmates from my graduating class of Wissaken High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. Hope everyone got a chance to check out the best of the We Weren't Friends in High School reunion special. If you hadn't had a chance to check out the video, the best of was made available on the podcast feed. So go check that out everywhere podcasts are available. If you haven't seen the video, it is available at youtube.com slash redshirtplaya. And make sure you follow the Facebook and Instagram page at We Weren't Friends in High School. This week, my guest is Zach Rowe. Zach is married to Maria, who was on episode 227. Maria's life was very different growing up in Ambler, very local community, transferring into Wissahickon in ninth grade, and then meeting Zach in 11th grade. Everything before that point for Zach was extremely different. So I'm not going to yammer on too much. We'll get right into it. It's a very honest and real conversation about everything Zach experienced prior to meeting Maria and beyond. Enjoy my conversation with Zach Rowe. Can you see me or hear me? Yeah, I can see and hear you. Oh, perfect. All you right. had some manuals. <laughs> Look, he's talking. Mm, thank you. <laughs> he's yelling at me because I got a hat on and sunglasses. Hold on. I don't care about that. Here, let's do this. There you go. He's got his hat on back. She just said I look like a douchebag. What? That's the style. Yeah. She's not right. Okay. She's not right. You gotta have the backwards hat. That's what I'm saying. How you been? It's a cigarillo, in case you're wondering. Perfect. I've been good, brother. Down How you Florida. been? I'm good, man. Just uh, in Philly still. Been here for a bunch of years now. Nice. Yeah, man. This is uh, this is cool because you know I just talking to Maria like three weeks ago or whatever it was, um, getting like half the story, getting to talk to you for a little bit afterwards. Uh, so it's cool to be able to come right back when it's still kind of fresh. And uh, right. and and do this half of it. But your story is like so different. So, you know, you're always kind of like, yeah, you're always like, uh, you know, you came in in like, I guess, 11th grade and you were just kind of like this. Uh, you joined the football team and you were techs and and, uh, you know, Maria kind of alluded to it a little bit that you, you know, she kind of saw you as like someone that was up here. So but, you know, you you had a whole life before you ever even got to Wizahicken, which is, you know, we've talked to a few people that I've talked to a few people that have kind of had that life, but I imagine yours was a little bit more, a little different. It definitely was. And I, you know, everybody has a different experience, but I think you guys, you know, you yourself and her, you, you guys are local. You're, you're local yokels. And, you know, I never, I never experienced that anywhere. Um, I lived in so many states, grew up so many different places. I went to three high schools in four years and three different in three different states. Wow. Yeah, man. Like that's my whole life was moving around. Um, so there are negatives and there are positives to that. 
but I think overall, positive experience. When did you, well, I guess, where were you actually born then? I was born in Kansas. Kansas. Wichita, Kansas. Uh, yeah, man. And I lived in Kansas probably till I was about four and a half, five, and actually moved back to Kansas. Went to eighth grade and ninth grade in Kansas. Um, before that, Ohio, uh, Texas, multiple times. Uh, I probably spent most, the longest time in Charleston, South Carolina uh, as a kid, as a youth. So having that as your foundation was a little bit different. Life back in the 80s and 90s in South Carolina was very different. Slower paced life as well. How different how? Uh, Well, for instance, I would say like, Definitely the school system sucked. Uh, We did a lot of private school. Um, You know, I don't know how to be politically correct. There's going to be a lot of cussing, by the way. That's all good. Uh, I like like a lot of words. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking real. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So what what grade were you what grade were you in? Were you in South Carolina? Shit, probably. I did kindergarten and first grade in Ohio. So second grade to about eighth grade. Okay. I spent what, maybe a month, a month of grade in South Carolina. What was facilitating the the constant moving for the for you and the family? My old man, uh, he was in the witness protection program. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> no, he, he he was in business. And that's just what he did. What kind of business? Oil. Oh, oil, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So is that like, um, I don't know, I just watched There Will Be Blood a couple weeks ago. Like, uh, is it that? Is it ruthless so, like that? <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I mean, they're good old boys, but uh, he worked for like uh, Charles Coke, he worked for Sidco. Uh, Sidco was owned by Chavez when he was alive, hmm. Venezuelan government. So that was kind of weird working for a powerful guy in America than going to work for a, a dictator, basically. That was kind of weird. And then owning his own businesses. Um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I never really asked. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. I thought the guy was a fucking professional golfer. I really did. I thought he fucking golfed. Wow. Yeah. Did you, uh, so is the oil business, is that like, can I ask like, were you guys like rich? Is that that type of a, a business? Did you grow up like with a lot of money? Um, <laughs> I 
yes and no. So, I mean, if we're going to tell a story, let's tell a story. Sure. Uh, I wasn't always a row. I wasn't born a row. I was born a Madden. My biological last name is Madden. Um, so the father I grew up with is not my blood, but he's the one who raised me. And I'll fucking tell you, it takes more than blood to be a father. Blood's the easy part. So having said that, he's my father, but he's not my blood. So uh, my biological father, no, he was not wealthy. Um, you know, I don't really know what the fuck he did. He, he was out of the picture at five. Um, and, and my dad who raised me, Scott Rowe, he, he, was, he was around probably when I was five and a half, six years old. And, you know, starting out, no, that guy didn't have shit. Like, you know, moving around, that's probably how he fucking moved up. And he was, he's a smart guy. He knows the business and I'm sure he's ruthless. His son is ruthless. I'm sure he is. Um, you know, I, I never really, I don't, I don't fucking know. I, didn't, I never asked him any that shit. Obviously, if you have an elevator in your house, you're probably okay. Yeah, and that's, what, like, that's what you had going on. Yeah, but you never would have known that. You never would have known that. I don't. That shit wasn't mine. Hmm. That's his. I just lived there. <laughs> you know, I got to go to a lot of different places and see a lot of different things, and and I think that makes me fortunate. I realized that, and I realized that at a young age, having lived all these different places and having been friends with all these different people. Uh, that, shit didn't, that shit didn't matter. Who gives a fuck? It's not yours. It's not mine. It's, it's your parents. As you, were, uh, as you were jumping around, what were you, what kind of stuff were you doing, like as a kid, for fun growing up? I, I like to play outside. I, I was an outside kid. Uh, didn't really have a lot of free time. And I think my parents designed it like that. You know, we were always playing sports, always doing shit. But when I did have free time, it was no good. That's just the truth. You know, I, I probably started smoking and drinking at 13. That's, that's being honest. My, my dad's birthday is 4th of July, and he always had the garage fridge stacked with Budweiser's. I'm 13 years old. I'm, fuck it. I'm going to try some. I can remember the first time taking, taking like three or four of them and getting drunk with my best friend, Ryan Sands. We got shit-faced. I mean, absolutely, two beers, like getting getting hammered, drinking, smoking cigarettes, being stupid, being a kid. Probably a little bit of freedom, I guess, but a strict family. I, you know, they they always hovering. But occasionally, as a boy, you you get some time to yourself. 
And that's when you go smoke. Yeah, smoke cigarettes, play with my friends. Drink some beer. If we, yeah, if we, if we didn't have sports going on, or it was like the summer, during the school year, we didn't have time for that shit. Yeah, what Every, were you... You said you were busy. So was it like, uh, was it all sports related? Yeah, sports. And if you weren't doing sports or you're, you weren't playing a sport and it wasn't the season, you're doing fucking yard work. <laughs> you were doing yard work. You were outside helping old man do something. Yeah. You, you didn't get to watch. Games. The fuck were cartoons? Saturday morning cartoons. What? Wow. Well, yeah, I don't know. It was... Like mowing the lawn and shit, weed whacking. We whack and mowing the lawn, fucking putting like tarp down to kill weeds and putting pine straw and mulch and shit all over it. Now this is a south, so are we talking like the big ass lawns where you need the the sit on mower? Sure, and nice. he was his fucking workers. Me and my. Nice. So, so once you, you said till eighth grade, so then is that, did you go back to Texas from there? Eighth grade. So let's see, man. Eighth grade. Yeah. So eighth grade, I was in Kansas, a place called Andover. Okay. Ninth grade, Andover. Tenth grade, I went to Kingwood High School in Kingwood, Texas where Beyonce is from. Okay. Uh, down the street, George Foreman lived. Went to went to high school with Georgina, one of his daughters. Uh, you know, shit like that. Living there and then coming to Wissahickon. So you've that lived was- you you lived in the Midwest, in in the in the South, in the yeah. In Texas, which is its own region. Now, yeah. hey Zach, we are moving to the northeast. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm down. I liked it, man. You know what I really liked? I liked being the new guy. I yeah. did. I liked it. Something different. I like change. I'm okay with it. A lot of people fucking hate it. I don't care. Bring it on. I like change, man. Yeah. What was your experience from the other schools jumping around being the new guy that made it so fun? So Kingwood was kind of a shock. I mean, that that school was freaking huge, man. Like, fuck, I don't know. 3,000, 4,000 kids just in our grade. Like, unbelievable. Massive. Wow. Huge. Uh, and then going to Wissahickon, which is more what I was used to and all these other places. Because um, you're going to private school? Yeah, private school, Catholic school, you know, a pub, little bit of public. Yeah. So Wissahickon being like some, a little smaller in size is what was familiar? Uh, yeah, I would say the numbers. Yeah, definitely the numbers. What was unique about Wissahickon, it was a it was a smorgasbord, a hodgepodge of ethnicities. And that was fucking that was really cool. 
I, that's something I always recognized and realized about Wissahickon. And I thought it was kind of unique to Wissahickon as well. You know, up in Dublin. No, not really. Mm. Wissahickon and different, different ethnicities, different races, all that shit, man. A whole bunch of different people. He didn't have that in Texas. He didn't really have that. It's fucking Anglo-Saxon motherfuckers. That's it. Prior to coming, were you aware of something? Like, were you looking around at your schools there? And then, I don't know, looking around the world saying where, or around the country and saying, where is this here? Or were you not aware of it until it was a hick and then you, your eyes opened up to what you had been missing? Definitely noticing it just because, you know, just because we lived somewhere, we were still traveling all the fucking time. Um, Christmases, we were always going to Hawaii or Aruba or Vegas or always somewhere like that. We probably went to Aruba a lot just because you didn't have to be 21 to gamble there. Come from a long line of gamblers. I love to bet. Who doesn't? Um, you know, traveling all over the country, all over the world, like been around. So I had a different, I think, perspective of things than most people. A different view. Maybe, maybe a little more advanced. You know, I, and I always felt like, you know, I don't know how to say this and sound humble, but I always felt like a man among boys. But I always, you know, like you, you, you were a man among boys. You're always a big fucking dude. Yes, you were. I was big, what, but not compared to you. Whether you thought that, you, you're way taller than me, bro. I was, yeah, but I was, but I was soft. Well, that's what I'm saying. Not like you weren't soft, but like maybe the way you thought was. I always liked you. I always loved your sense of humor. How people couldn't tell if you were fucking joking or being serious. (laughs) It was awesome. I love that shit. I've got it too. And a lot of people took that as me being a dick, I think. Wasn't me being a dick. That's kind of how I saw myself was a jokester. You uh, you Still talked do. you talked about like uh, already like drinking at thirteen and smoking cigarettes. Can I assume that like everything else in this kind of like you know being a man amongst boys, all the other things that come along with that are included as far as like girlfriends and stuff. Um. I didn't really have time for girls, man. Growing up, like, I just didn't. I liked them. I liked them, for yeah. sure. But who doesn't? And and I think, I think moving around helps with the ability to talk to them. You know, like, not be afraid of them. I saw so many of them. Mm-hmm. And they're all the same. They're just like us. Just different body parts. You know what I'm saying? She's fucking looking at me. 
Um, oh man, yeah, like you know, I don't know. Were you like, like, like was? You know, eighth grade was kind of like that point when like things that I, I always noticed, like seventh, eighth grade, were like it was a little bit more advanced. For you, were you know? Did you feel like you were like up to par with the rest of the kids in you, like in your circle where you were growing up, or were you ahead of them as well? Probably ahead of them, just because I had older brother. How much older? Uh, grade wise. Fuck, I think he was three years older grade wise, but age wise, a year and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, weird. So I was he, one of the older grade. You were one of the what? Older guys in our grade. Okay. I had a sober birthday, bro. So then when you're coming to the Northeast, you're coming to Philly. Um, What's your impression when you when you get here, of just the of just the Excited. northeast and the northeast in general, like the suburbs, you know? I loved it. It was it was a fast pace of life and like go go go, even even with the young people like just go go go. South Carolina, Texas, kind of laid back, a little slower pace. Um, what I really liked was that everybody. In Pennsylvania, well, I don't know about Pennsylvania, but the Philadelphia area is a tough guy. But they're not. But they are. And I like that. I like the attitude. I, I, I like that. And I still like it to this day. And, you know, it kind of makes you a tougher person, I think. Yeah. Where, where did you move to? What burbs did you guys when, move to? I lived in Truellen. Truellen. Lower Wedded. Yeah. It's up right off of, yeah. that was like right off of 309? Yeah. So right next to Steve Pelleggi. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was my neighbor. Did you check out Wizzahickon prior to, you came in 11th grade. So when you get there, do you do, you do like the, do you like get to come early or is your first day of school or did you, did you come late or what was your entry? Where were we in the school year when you came in? 1990. I came definitely our first day of 11th grade. I was there in 1999. Shit. I don't know. Day before y'all were even out. Yeah. Before y'all were even out of school for 10th grade, I was there. Um, oh. And it was, it was a whole bunch of different schools. My dad said I could choose from, blah blah blah. And I didn't know too much about anything. I just liked the Lower Gwinnett area. I said, "Let's. I want to go school to Wissahickon." So that's where the fuck I went. Yeah, and it wasn't far for his, from his work, so. I guess he he worked in Plymouth Meeting. Okay. So yeah, it was perfect. Um. So then you 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 start at Wizahickon, and I, who are you who are you becoming friends with? Are you are you making friends now? I mean, you you end up being here for two years. So, yeah. who do you start having making friends with? How does that start happening? 
or I mean, this is this just so normal because you're the you know how to be the new guy. I know how to be the new guy. Um, been doing that the, my whole life, so yeah, I, I probably was friends with Steve Pelleggi first. I mean, he's my fucking next door neighbor. Um, he played football, and he was cool. I liked him, and you know, everywhere I went, I was always friends. I didn't make too many friends with people in our grade for some reason, no matter where I went. It's just how it was. You were either a grade below me or a grade above me or two grades above me. Mm. I don't know. And so I would say I was friends with Steve. Steve introduced me to all his friends, became friends with those guys. A lot of them played sports. Even if it wasn't football, they still played sports. A lot of them he had been friends with his whole fucking life. So, you, you know, that was also a thing in that area. Is there's tight bonds between some people, and they don't let outsiders in. You got to get a weight. That's okay. It should be like that. Keep your shit tight. But eventually these guys let me in. Uh, you know. So I would say Steve Pelleggi and then Steve's cousin, uh, Dave Abramitis. I love that guy. Uh, he was he was he was awesome in high school. He, he was hilarious. We got along. We, we kind of thought alike. We thought alike. Um, and he happened to live down the fucking street, so that was great too. Mm -hmm. Where uh, was, was your schedule similar as to before, just very busy during the school year? Were you, I know you played football. Were you doing? No, no? not so much at that point. No, not so much. You know, uh, it was kind of weird. They kind of backed off me. My parents say, you know, I don't know. I told them I want to play football. They knew that. So that's what I did. I got straight on football. It was up to me. It wasn't up to them. It was up to me. What wasn't their problem. You so you joined the Wizahickon football team. Did you know anything about the football team, its history going in? Really? I found out quick. <laughs> oh what's Jesus that? <laughs> now, but I you know what? You know what? I'll tell you what. I think some of those guys, you don't get used to losing. You learn how to deal with it and overcome it and be stronger from it. So really, we all got an early life lesson on fucking losing and how to do it. That's how I look at it. So... You know, you're not one of these guys who just constantly won everything, won everything, won everything. You go to college, you're winning, you're winning, you get out of college, you're winning, you're winning. All of a sudden, you're 30-something and fuck, you lose. What do you do? You crumble. You fucking crumble because you're not used to it and you don't know how to handle it. I think a lot of these guys are better for it. I really do. They learned uh, whether they realized it then or it took them all these years. I think I think they learned an early lesson. We all did. 
how to lose and how to give it back up and keep going and get back up and keep going. That kind of goes back to my quote in the yearbook. Like, you know, I, I still to this day, I know it. Life is not a destination. It's a journey. A famous tennis player said that. I, I forget his name. He's dead now. Okay. I think his last name was Ash. Arthur. Arthur, Arthur Ash. Yeah. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But yeah, you know, it's it's about it's about the journey. Did you have any other besides football then? What are you doing with yourself now? The, is it just hanging out with friends now, enjoying this newfound freedom that you're you're getting from your parents and not really. It's playing football, it's going to work. Where we were doing fucking doing school. Uh, I worked for the car wash in Bluebell. Uh, was it uh, Duke's, Duke's Duke's Firehose? Duke's Fire. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Lamasha worked there, right? Yeah, he did. We both worked for. Uh, I think his name was Michael Corman. His his dad built Corman Suites. Yep. And this guy graduated from Duke University, and that's why he called it Duke's Firehouse or Firehose. And he was the inventor of the touch-free car wash. <laughs> Little that's known fact. That's pretty sweet. And he was a really nice guy to work for, too. Did you... Uh, so Mark it's... Corman. Mark Corman. This sounds yeah. sounds pretty like... Uh, sounds like you go into like a pretty normal life, you know, the way that you went from just kind of moving around, being very busy, and then you get to was a hick and, and everything stops. You're just... you're playing football you're you have friends next door neighbors you get a job yeah, yeah. i mean this is I, again i love tv shows you are literally ac slater getting to bayside <laughs> this is yeah, it now and you know i never really thought of myself like that um i still don't uh definitely not ac slater that guy was a fucking idiot. <laughs> captain of the football team, he was. Well, listen, like, how do you become the captain of a football team and after one fucking year? Uh, leadership. There was there was a lot of good guys on that team. I mean, and there were, and they're solid dudes. And, and Eric Malhorn, solid dude. Andy Black, solid dude. Dude. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> for my graduating year somebody else's name and not worth it oh wow um did it did the football team change your social life at all like did it make it did it i mean you know foot caps on the football yeah team. that's how you that's how you move from spot to spot and learn how to i don't know get people skills i guess talk to people you know, you can ask my wife. I'll talk to a fucking the waiter. He doesn't need to. I'm like the Geico commercial. Waiter doesn't need to know your name. Doesn't need to know your fucking story. I'll tell him. Hey, how you doing, buddy? That's me. I'm that guy. So, irregardless of this being a podcast, I could have gotten this story from you anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um. What were you like? Um, what were you growing up wanting to do with yourself from, you know, 
when you when you were looking into the future as a kid you know you're into sports you're moving around but you look in the future your dad's in oil what do you want to do? i know i didn't i didn't want to be a businessman I didn't want to sit behind a desk. I didn't want to do any of that shit. I wanted to be around. I wanted to be near my kids. Like I, I didn't get, I didn't get that. You know, my old man was always working, but he was fucking working to afford the life that we lived. I get it now. I didn't get it then. You know, didn't get it then, and it probably pissed me off, and it probably drove a lot of my decisions. Until I realized, like, wake the fuck up, homie. Took a while. It can sometimes. It does sometimes. So what did you, so not business, what are your interests? What do you want to do? Like, you know, as you get to Wizahicken and they're telling you. So I knew I always, you know, I wanted to be in the military. I really did, or I wanted to do something like that. I just didn't know what in what branch. You know, I, I didn't know. And when I told my old man my plan, he, you know, he said, that's not for people like us. We don't do that, blah, 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 blah. And I said, you know, fuck that. That's what I want to do. You know, go to college first, do this, do that. Then if you want to go, go in as an officer. Okay, fine. I'm going to be a good son. I'm going to listen. I also love to cook. That was my fucking thing. I don't know. I was good at it. I, I did that with my grandpops growing up. And, you know, he's the guy I got tattooed on my arm. Mm. Fucking. I love that dude. And that dude loved to cook. Oh, shit. Oh, there we go. Let me get back. Um, so I like to cook. I, I knew I liked to cook, but I didn't think he could make money at it. So I thought, fuck it. I'm going to go to college and be a teacher. I love history. I like history. So I was, I majored in uh, secondary education, history major with a minor in, in uh, coaching. Fuck that. And I'm not, not going to do that. So I didn't do that. Where were you going to do that? I went to Shippensburg to play football. And then, so I guess to tell that story, right after high school, I'm telling you, day of graduation, and then the next day, my parents moved back to Texas. Fuck you, you're on your own. Good luck. I mean, that's what it was. So I said, fuck. I called the coach who recruited me. Uh, God, what was his name? I forget his name. He was the son of uh, Jerry Sandusky. Okay. Jerry Sandusky's son from Chippensburg. He was an offensive coordinator. I don't fucking know his position, but he, he recruited me at Chippensburg. So I called this guy and I was like, hey, can I... Is there somewhere I could stay? He's like, no. You could go to summer school and stay on campus. So I was like, all right, fuck it. So right off the bat, we just graduated. We, we walked across stage. The next day, I'm going to fucking school. 
It sucked. Wow. Yeah, bro. Sucked. Did you know that your parents were going to be leaving? Yeah. I just didn't. I guess I didn't fucking believe them. Um, like, who does that? Is it just? Did. Is it just like we're? Is it a new job? Is that what's going on? New job, new just like before? No. Are they prefer they just, Texas. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Taxes um, are better, way better. That feels traumatic. Traumatic? Nah, that's just life, bro. Like. Hey, this is what the fuck we're doing. Oh, well, thank you for telling me. And my mother hated Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, so like, what are you going to do? Uh, happy wife, happy life, I guess. For Not you, I guess. It is. You, when, you're, when you're applying for schools, first of all, how was your process of, of um, for recruitment for college? Like Tom, Tom Beale talked about, you know, that process and the old school process of like making tape and sending it out. And, um, you know, because of the, the team not being so good, it being a little bit difficult, uh, for you, what was your process with, with going to Shippensburg on a football? Dudes called me. People called me and asked me to come to their schools and I'd go visit their schools and spend a weekend party. So it, so it was yeah, that easy. Like you're just you're just getting calls like that. Yeah, I mean, not like massive amounts, and they were all Division two, no Division one. There were some Division one double A's, but were no they Division one? All state schools in Pennsylvania, or were you looking elsewhere? Uh, Ohio. Um, I think there was North Carolina or South Carolina couple in texas yeah at this point you're already dating maria right is yeah is there any possibility of you going back back to one of your homes leaving you know you know your parents are leaving you were always like i'm staying in the philly area this is where is my home now yeah i'm staying wherever she's staying that's that's how it was Whatever. So Maria you know, said, and, and I was kind of forced into it. You know, I was I was told, you know, you need to do what your father wants you to do if you ever want his help in the future. You need to you need to do what he wants you to do. So that school was not my first choice, but that school wanted me and they wanted me bad. I didn't want to go there. I wanted to go to the school that didn't want me and told me I was going to have to work harder. That's the school I wanted to go to. Where was that? Fuck you. Fuck you. You don't want me. It was ship. It was uh, Bloomsburg. And you know what? Shippensburg ended up destroying Bloomsburg. All those years that we were in college. What did you like about Bloomsburg? Why did you want to was, go? I, I just, for that guy to tell me that to my face, that, that intrigued me. Oh, you don't want me? Oh, I'm going to have to work extra hard? Fuck you. That's a challenge. I like that. Probably should have went there. Probably would have stayed in college. What did you like about Bloomsburg, and what didn't they like about you? Um, Bloomsburg just didn't need an outside linebacker. Okay. They had a good guy. They had a good one. No doubt he was good, but 
whatever. I was going to be better. That's so, just how, that's how I think, you know, I got in everything. Maria said that you guys met in, she thought you guys met in 2000, senior year. She doesn't really remember you, but you said you remember I her. I met right away. Yeah, you I said you her. remember her right yeah. away. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hallway. Like, you have damn. a class. Uh, it was probably the hallway. Did you know her prior? Like, did you know her around Ambler at all, or you know, you're hanging out with with Steve and his friends, somewhat connected, I would imagine, to Maria's. Because Maria didn't. Maria had kind of like a. She I imagine she wasn't really like out out like that to. But like, I guess I was hanging around her grandmother's house, around that area. I was hanging around. Um, the Capalellas. Uh, this is when I first got there, yeah. And then when, like, Danny and Steve graduated, I didn't fucking hang out with anybody. Dave a little bit. Yeah, definitely Dave. Dave Abramitis. I hung out with him. No, not really anybody else. Javier. Javier Marquis. Yeah, he's he's my guy. I liked Javier because he was, I don't know, he had the same kind of mindset as me, thought process. I felt like he was a little more mature. Did I don't know. He was doing he was doing wild things. I'm not gonna talk about it. Javier talked about um life. And you and you know me, Brad, you know me. I'm fucking crazy. You know me. We've hung out. A lot of people can't hang. It's okay. I'm a wild man. I know it. And that's okay. Javier, I'm okay uh, with it. Javier talked about on his episode um, looking for a higher purpose in life, kind of like looking for like what is the. I think What's I don't that? know that that was back. I don't, that wasn't really him back then. He said he was looking for like that inspiration in life he was kind of like inspired by like hendrix and he was just like looking for like the inspiration in life that gets you to the point to make something like what hendrix made or just like to reach that point in life of like happiness and reaching something were you were you deep thoughted in that way in any way or do you think he was just kind of full of shit in the retrospect and retro conning his retrospect no i no i i think even to this day i I think we were both aware of that. And I think we, he, he makes it sound more loving and peaceful and all that. It, it was, it was getting to know yourself. I think getting to know, just getting to know yourself. I mean, like really well, once you know yourself, I think you can do some really fucking cool shit. And what do I mean by that? That's very broad, very general. Um, I think by, by knowing yourself and truly knowing yourself, I think you get a higher EQ. You know what I mean by EQ? Emotional? Yeah. I, I think you, you can tap into that. And, and I think he was. I mean, that guy... 
that guy was good at sports. That guy was great at dance. And I think a lot of people probably gave him some shit for fucking dancing. But you know what? Hey. Yeah, when you talk about like a lot of shit, that would be what I would expect. You know, the football team. Like, hey, man, what's up with the tights? Although you're wearing tights in football, probably, right? I probably, I probably busted his balls. I don't think a lot of other people did. And, you know, he was, people knew he was my friend. So they're not going to fuck with Texas friend. That's Texas friend. Yeah, fuck that. Did I, did I play that shit to the max? For sure. You'd be a fool not to, right? Why would you waste that? Yeah, so you 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 had like this. You were aware of like having this kind of reputation, right? Your texts. Um, did you have? Sure. What, I feel like you really missed out, like on a great opportunity. I feel like you missed out, like on a great opportunity <laughs> to be like like other great names, like Death Row. That would have been like a really good one for the football field. So that was my name in the Marine Corps. That was that was my call sign, and and you gotta earn your call signs. I'm serious, and I I'm not gonna talk about the Marine Corps a lot. I'm just not, but I'll I'll tell you this. And if you're a Marine, and I know some of you are, you're gonna know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about when I say this. And the amount of years I was in, some guys go fucking twenty plus years. And don't get one of these. I got six. Meritorious mass and promotions. Meritorious promotions. What is that? That's it tells you right on the fucking paper. Superior performance among your peers. I'm also the guy who probably got busted down the most. And the guy they tell you about in fucking boot camp, that salty ass Lance Corporal. That guy probably made sergeant, got busted down three times. That was me. I was that guy. Salty as fuck. Good as fuck. But I had a mouth on me. Ask Coach Stokes, he'll tell you. He got in a fight with me my senior year on the football field. Tim, Timmy, Timmy. He, he grabbed Stokes. Coach, uh, I got Miller, Coach Miller, Tim Miller. Yep. He grabbed Stokes and was like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't be hitting students. And I was like, he's a fucking idiot. I got a helmet on you, moron. And I pissed him <laughs> off more. Oh, man. He was like, Zach, you think your fucking shit doesn't stink? You think you're badass? And I go, Stokes, you know the difference between you and me? And he'll, tell, he'll probably admit to it. Maybe he won't. I don't know. But he was like, uh, you think your shit doesn't stink? And you think you're the bomb? And I said, Stokes, the difference between you and me is you think and I fucking know. And that's when he fuck he lost it. He went ape shit. Is this during a game? No, practice. Okay. Fucking practice. Ape shit. But he he was passionate, man. Like he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He didn't mean nothing by it. I was a punk ass kid who got under his skin. Yeah, a lot of shit flies during football, right? Sure. And even as a coach, even though you're not fucking banging around. Uh, did you have a, a favorite teacher when you got to Wissahickon? I did. And uh, he was the first teacher to, like, say hi and, like, like be genuine. Like, it'll make me cry. Fuck. 
Mr. McKenna, man. Uh, he was a good dude. Like, uh, I would spend extra time before football practice after school, just learning from him, chemistry and shit, just spending extra time. I didn't know his son had died. Um, and the first time he saw me, I, day one, I was wearing a Tar Heels, North Carolina Tar Heels fucking shirt. Cause that's where ultimately I wanted to go to college. That didn't happen. Um, and he was like, ah, oh, my son runs there and blah, blah, blah. He, talking as if he was alive. I guess he wasn't. And I realized that when he pulled me aside and I'll never forget it, man. Mr. McKim was like, Zach, you know, you're, I consider you like my son at school. He said, you know, I have a, a really good relationship with you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I really care about you. I mean, it was like, and then he told me about his son dying and what happened. And it's like, whoa, fuck. Yikes. My second favorite teacher, Miss McCracken. She was fucking really nice to me. She, I mean, ask Maria. Like, really nice to me. Uh, I did this, and she, if she's watching this, she <laughs> might get mad. <laughs> we did this, like, report. We had to do these book reports. And I went into the Wissahickon Library, and I found a book. I kept asking her, have you ever read this book? This looks really interesting. She goes, yeah, I read that. It's about blah, blah, blah. No. No. Finally, I found a book. She goes, no, I haven't read about that. I've never read that. In this book, it gave you a synopsis of everything. It gave me a character list, um, detailed. It basically was the report that we had to do. Hmm. So I ripped these pages out of there. <laughs> Stupid, but I did it. And I, and, and, uh, I basically plagiarized <laughs> this whole fucking thing. And I got 110 on it. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. 110 and she asked if she could show it to future classes yeah and i said you know what i'd be honored and maria here she is reading this fucking thick ass book and she got a 98 mm. <laughs> and then my final favorite teacher miss lee Matt? miss lee yeah she Never said a word to me until after I got dragged through the halls in handcuffs by the, the state troopers in, in 11th grade. Yeah. Two days later, Miss Lee goes, mm -mm, Mr. Rowe, you are the nicest, most polite young man I have ever had the pleasure to teach. If you ever need a character witness, I will be there for you. And I go, Miss Lee, what would I need a character? Just saying, if you ever need a character witness, I will be there for you. Never said anything to me before. All of a sudden, she's telling me this. So I, I knew it got around. That sucked. That was embarrassing. I don't know about it. State troopers? Yeah, man. Like. Our basketball team had just beaten Methacton, I think, in the state championships, or we beat them to go to the state championships. I don't know. I just remember being at Methacton. 
walking out, it's me, me and Dave, Abramidas, Steve Pelleggi, I think Chris Stout was there, the usual suspects, the Capolellos. And the fight broke out. I don't know. I'm walking back to my car. I turn around. Steve's like falling on the ground. It's icy out there. I just saw Steve hit the ground. And I turn around and like, we're going to go back because we're not going to let that happen. All of a sudden, this big ass dude comes out of nowhere with his girlfriend. And they're like hooting and hollering. I don't know what the fuck they're saying to me and Dave. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I had something that may have looked like a knife. And I like maybe started waving it and telling them to get the fuck back. Like, we ain't got nothing to do with this. Just get the fuck away from us. Dave maybe had something that looked like a knife, too. And we're shaking it, and we got out of there. And we were legit. It was a bottle opener, man. That's what it was, a big-ass fucking shark bottle opener. And this dude was like a grown-ass man fucking with high school kids. Yeah. Like, it was, fuck, it was scary. It was scary. Like, who the fuck is this fucking guy? Dude, like, we're, we're kids. Yeah. You're going to bash it? Like, we're not even a part of this. And it, I mean, and I'm I'm waving this thing, telling this guy to get the fuck back, like get the fuck back. And I cut his shirt. I didn't cut him. I sliced his shirt. We're talking like months later. Like we had gone on Christmas vacation. I think. Come back. I think I was gone for like a month. We were on vacation and I came back and all of a sudden there's two state troopers asking for Zach Rowe to be, to be sent to the athletic director's office. And that's where he proceeded to tell me about character. And if I knew what character was and how it was defined. And I said, yes, sir, I do know what character is. And I do know how it's defined. Character is what you do when people aren't looking, sir. He goes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Did you knife somebody? I said, no, this is what happened. Exactly what I told you is what I told them. I said, why don't you come with me to my car? And they asked, I said, you want to search my car? Go ahead. Be careful when you reach under the driver's seat, there's a bottle opener. Well, what do you, why do you have a bottle opener? I opened my Coca-Cola's with that. Like, you're an idiot. Come on. And uh, dog barking. Um, nothing really happened, but they, they dragged me through the hallway. That was, that was embarrassing. They waited for me to come out. I think Mr. Karen's class came out of Mr. Karen's class. And these guys like these fuck, these fuckers tried to like intimidate me and fuck with me and tell me I was going to go to jail and shit. And I like, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't do anything. Hmm. How the fuck did you even find me? Like, that was weird. Wow. Weird. Um, yeah, and it was embarrassing. That shit was embarrassing because I, I was a good guy then. Yeah. 
you have plenty of other opportunities where you, where, you, where you did shit and this isn't one of them. Yeah. Oh, no, no doubt. Brad, come on. <laughs> How many guys do you know? My wife is telling me to be quiet and just, just move past this. <laughs> we're not going to. Grown ass man. You're a grown ass man. She's a grown ass woman. I don't give a fuck who knows. I got a lot of trouble. That's why I had to join the Marine Corps. Um, you mentioned that you were, you were staying in Philadelphia because where Maria was is where you were going to be. So you leave Shippensburg. Why do you leave Shippensburg? I left Shippensburg because it was not a good experience, my friend. Okay. Football was fine, but the school wasn't good, man. Like, I don't know. A lot of fighting. That's all I'm going to say. There was a lot of fighting. I should okay. have a so what what then what facilitates you jumping then because you were going to stay and now you leave Shippensburg but you go right to Texas so you're leaving here you're leaving Maria yeah um like I said I got into some trouble so my old man came to get me and, and he took me they were living in Austin Texas at the time so that's where I went got a job for a little bit waited for the semester to begin so I could go to Kansas State. So I went to Kansas State. And you run into problems there. Yeah, I got I got caught. I got caught with a pound of weed. And yeah. The cop was like, what are you doing? I was like, what are you doing? It's the state park. And I go, yeah, it is a state park because it's closed. I said, no, the gate was open. It's not closed. If it was closed, the gate wouldn't be open. And I think that's what got me off. And the fact that he didn't, he was in an unmarked vehicle and didn't turn on his sirens and shit. And it helped that the judge thought marijuana should be legalized. And this, this guy was like 70 years old, mm. the judge. And this was back in... 2002, 2003. Like for a judge to think that in the Midwest, the fucking Bible Belt, mm -hmm. what are the chances? Once again, getting away, getting off, didn't have a lawyer. Fuck that. I want to get a lawyer. Why am I going to pay some guy? Go in there and tell him the truth. Ask for forgiveness. Mm. That was my plan. Didn't have to. I got lucky. And then you leave. So then you leave Kansas and come back to Philly? Yeah. I missed Maria. Sorry. I missed Maria. And when you come back, what's the what's the plan? Is it college? Is it is it work? Yeah, work, fuck around, party. I don't know. It was work. Work, work, work. Where were you working at that point? Oh, I don't know that I was, my friend. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. 
the bank at one point in time, Amber Savings Low. Yeah. It's just psych. And like, I fuck that. Feel me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Then got in a lot of fucking trouble, serious trouble. Um, serious trouble, like serious federal time, serious fucking trouble. Serious. Not going to talk about it. I've learned from my mistake. Uh, if you know me, you probably know what it was. But uh, yeah, what got me out of that was going into the Norristown courthouse and saying that I didn't come from a bad family. Um, I come from a good family. I'm bored. Um, college football wasn't challenging. College wasn't challenging. I said, I think I need a challenge. So, yeah, I, you know, I was doing stupid shit, stupid shit, you know, young, dumb and full gum. That's what it is. Stupid. And, and I almost paid with my freedom. Is that? I woke the fuck up. You know, and and then that's that was me being honest in that courthouse. That was me putting it all out there for this guy. He goes, "Well, what do you propose?" And I said, "I think you send me to the United States Marine Corps. I think they're going to straighten me the fuck out." He goes, "You can't cuss in my courtroom." I said, "I apologize." He goes, is that your recruiter? The guy was in the He stands up and he goes, yeah, we're going to take this piece of shit, make him a decent human being. And that judge, uh, that motherfucker, he, he cussed in his own courtroom and he said, that's the best goddamn idea I've ever heard. So, you know, that changed my life. That changed my life. If you make mistakes and don't learn from them, you're a piece of shit. But everybody's going to make mistakes. But if you learn from them, you don't make those mistakes again, you're a better person. And, you know, so I, I, I'm in this courtroom. And this judge just, I mean, he's, he's got me by the balls. This guy's got me by the balls and I let him. I let him get me by the balls. I made a mistake. I made a huge fucking mistake. <laughs> but uh, I'm better for that. Um, yeah, I, I got lost along the way, bro. Yeah. And I think, I think you may have met me when I was lost. But at the same time, I, I was still a good guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I wasn't a piece, a total piece of shit. No, you were always, you were always cool to me. And, you know, we had like a, you know, like a few, a few times hanging out after, after high school, sometime while, I guess, while I was at Monco. Um, yeah. Like I said, it was, like it was 
different stages of my life, you saw me. Mm -hmm. You did. You saw me as a shithead. You saw me as a guy doing fucked up shit. You saw me as a guy hurting people. You saw me as a Marine. You know, you were, you were still, I think, at Wawa. Yeah. Um, and I remember walking in there, and one of those Ambler cops, I'd been away for a, a very long time. Uh, been in the Marine Corps and doing my thing, and, like, I was a different dude, and this cop recognized me. And I remember you were working, and the first thing, I don't know if you remember this, first thing out of my mouth to this cop was, hey, hey, motherfucker, like, I'm not the same fucking guy. And I called him motherfucker because freedom of speech, you can call him whatever you want. You better be willing to fucking take a beating though. So, hey, motherfucker, I'm not the same guy. I'm not that guy. Like, you know, I told the guy I'm going to the casino tonight. Like, I'm not that dude. I, I was in the Marine Corps. I've been here. I've been there. I've done this. I've done that. And the guy, the guy gave me fucking, he gave me respect because he, he knew I was, I did bad shit, but I was a good guy. Mm. He knew that. And he actually warned me and said some guy from Upper Dublin had gotten his ass kicked or something. Old guy got beat up and these dudes took his money because he won. And they followed him home from Parks Casino. <laughs> you don't remember him telling us that no. story? You were, you were there, bro. <laughs> you were fucking there. Yeah, Oh, sorry. No, some of those <laughs> some of those Wawa times for me are like you know missing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I worked for Wawa too, man. I did for a little bit. Did you? When was that? When they started building the Super Wawas. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what year, man. Uh, fuck, long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at was it Hicken or high school in general? I always like to like ask about pop culture shit. Um, favorite movie? <laughs> River runs through it. River runs through it. Yeah. Wow, Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big Brad Pitt guy, but I like that movie. I like fly fishing. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a wild. Uh, you wouldn't think that. Dark ending movie. Yeah. Wow, I remember watching that uh, as a kid with like my mom, uh, and it always—I'd never seen like a movie that dark as a kid. Yeah, that's my shit. Okay. Um, music? What kind of music were you digging? I like it all. Um, back then, Weezer. Uh, fuck. Yeah, I liked Weezer. I liked Dave Matthews. <laughs> I liked Brooks and Dunn. I liked all kinds of country. George Strait. Uh, all kinds of rap. Um, Peter Guns. Peter uh, Guns, yeah. Lord Tree Computer yeah, Guns. Up, uptown, baby. We up get down, baby. baby. For the for crown, the baby. <laughs> Uh, I like it all, man. I would say probably my favorite of all time, even back then, Otis Redding. Really? I like Otis. Yeah, man. Otis. Did you coffee and, coffee and cigarettes? Coffee and cigarettes, probably one of my favorite songs. Did you grow up on that? 
Yeah, man. Like, I don't know that my, I think my mother really likes like James Taylor and shit. I like it all, bro. Like Pepper, fucking slightly stupid skull music. I, I don't know. I can name it all. I don't discriminate. You mentioned Dave ba- Dave Matthews. Were you going to those concerts with Wizard Hickam people? So man, like high school, I did a I did a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> I love mushrooms, and you could put this on. I don't give a fuck. I love mushrooms. Eventually, that shit's gonna be legal, and it's a good thing. I think it really makes you look at yourself. It really does. It did for me. And, you know, I'm not talking about just fucking eating massive amounts. You're going to, it's not going to be fun. You know, uh, I, I guess what they call microdosing. Mm. Before that was a thing, when I, it helps with the headaches, with like concussions and having traumatic brain injury. Like it relieves the pressure. I don't know why doing something to my synopsis. I don't fucking know. I'm not a doctor, but I know it, it gives me relief. Are you saying this to say that you were doing mushrooms at Dave Matthews band concerts or the mushrooms prevent you from remembering whether you were at a Dave Matthews concert? A little bit of both, Brad. Gotcha. Yeah. I know he's making fun of me. I know he is. I, no, I'm I- picking- Going down. <laughs> yeah, I got I, ready. So then tell me about like you and Maria. Then I know that you know you guys got married, uh, it was non traditional, and then you guys yeah. moved. Yeah, um, yeah. tell me about kind of that process of you know, you were away and you come back home, you said you missed her, and then pretty soon you're kind of moving on with her. Yeah, um. There was no doubt in my mind that 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 was going to happen, regardless, period. Like, I mean, that was, yeah, I mean, for me, it was, I knew that would happen, but did I think it was going to be as easy as it was? No. I I thought there was going to be a lot more flack from some of her family. Um, she got a lot, but whatever. They just love her. That's why they did that. You know, I don't think, I don't think nobody meant nothing by it. Now, some of these other people who aren't family, sure, they're just being assholes. Right. Fucking haters are going to hate. Straight up. Haters are going to hate. 3LW said that. Yeah, I... They just are. And you're not going to change somebody's mind like that. It's like that book. I think it was Coach K. He said, you got to get rid of the negativity in your life, the negative people. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. Negative, you, fuck you. Positive thought, positive action, positive reaction. I really believe in that, Brad. And that probably goes back to the kind of what we were talking about with Javier. That's that whole... I don't know the right word I'm looking for, Brad. Um, it's not normal. You know, I don't think most people think. Stop and go. Hmm. Positive thought, positive action, positive reaction. 
it took a lot of fucking bullshit to get to that thought process for me. A lot of experience, a, a lot of journey. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. I, I blame the medicine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Maria. Well, yeah, and, yeah, Maria, and 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 yeah, haters are gonna hate. Uh, and moving you know, on. Yes. Yeah, you just you put your head down and you do it. Like it, it, in my mind, you gotta to move forward. We had to move away. That's just that's what had to happen. Um, you're part of something bigger than yourself now. Um, and now you're going to get married. So now it's not just about you. It's about the both of you. And fuck everybody else. I mean, that's, is that cold and mean to say? Respect, sure. Respectfully. But yes, respectfully. I Once again, a lot of people don't like me because I say it how it is. And maybe I could be a little more delicate about it, but probably not. That wouldn't yeah. be me. Yeah. So, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah. But fuck you. And it's not about you anymore. It's about me and her and what we're built. And we have always, and she could, she will correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, we've always been on the same page. Same goals, not the same. We're not the same, but we're, we got the same goals. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like different personalities, uh, opposites track. She's a good girl. I'm bad boy. <laughs> I, I'm bad boy, but you know, always the same goals. Yeah. And kind of always the same path. She's, you know, anybody who knows us, she's my rock. You know, she fucking stayed with me through thick and thin, good, bad, and ugly. You know, always nurtured the good guy, not the bad guy, the good guy. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, she's my rock. She's my woman. Like they said back in the day, she's my rider. She's my rider, guy, bitch. Just like on uh, King Cow. <laughs> <laughs> no, she is. She's, she's ride or die. And that's why it was so easy to always do that and just encourage her. And hey, I've been through this. This is how you do it. This is what we're going to do. Here's our plan, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it was, fuck it, let's go. That's who we are. Um, we're, we've laid roots here. And I'm not going anywhere. This is where I want to retire. This is where I want to fucking be. Look at that. I mean, I'm looking out on fucking water, bro. It's very Florida. It, it is. very Florida. <laughs> it is very Florida. But the Southwest, you know what I'm saying? Different from Miami and Fort Lauderdale shit. That's too... 
fast pace for me. Mm. It is. You know, I think that's where like a couple guys we went to school with or a lot of people we went to school with are over there on the East Coast. So then, you know, you, you actually did, you guys came back and Maria talked about it a little bit, coming back to Ambler and, um, you know, you guys, you guys getting pregnant and, and simultaneously her kind of overseeing the care for her father um, until he passed. And then you guys having the baby immediately right after. Um, I'm curious as to like, you know, your mindset is you, you guys had already been to California and, and Texas again, and you've spent your whole life moving around. And, and I'm sure the circumstances which you guys stuck around, I'm sure it's like a, a no question to support Maria, especially after what she, you just talked about what she's been for you. But from a reality standpoint right now, you're coming back to Ambler for who knows how long. What's that, what's that like for you kind of settling back down for? I honestly, once again, she'll correct me if I'm wrong. I think I wanted to go more than she probably wanted. Not more than she wanted to, but just as much. We'll say that. Um, I love her dad. I love I love him and I loved him. You know, great dude. Uh, taught me a lot of shit. Worked with him quite a bit. Uh, that guy was more of an artist than a craftsman. I mean, he really was. He, he worked with his hands. He did masonry. And he was one of the best. The guy learned in Switzerland, did it in Italy and all over the fucking place. Amazing guy. Straight up. Wow. Um, cool dude. Uh, probably 90 pounds soaking wet. But the strongest motherfucker. I, I mean, I saw this guy pick up limestone and you go, wait, what? That's, fuck, that's like four times your, your weight. Like, he just picked it up. Like, <laughs> strong. That old school strength. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, that's the thing. That's the right thing to do, Brad. Somebody, somebody needs your help, and you can help them. You need to help them. Period. Uh, you know, for somebody to like be vulnerable and tell you that, then you really should probably help them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, do what I could. That's the right thing to do. So you uproot your family and you fucking do it. It's all right. They'll be okay. They're young. Young kids are resilient. They probably won't even remember. Mm. They do. But it's, uh, it's all good. You know? and, and they're learning a valuable lesson. You take care of your family. So, you know, we'll always have that. Uh, you know, I, I made it very clear to those who needed to know that when he passes, we're, we're out of here. So the, it wasn't a fucking surprise. Mm. It wasn't. And it was pretty quick. But that's me. If you know me, you know I don't, I don't fuck around. <laughs> that's what you told me last week. <laughs> yeah, 
do it. Hey, that's exactly. I say, <laughs> when you want to do it, and you're like, how about tomorrow? Like, if you know me, you know I don't fuck around. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what you said. Let's get it done. They said we're gonna do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. That's great. Right. Otherwise, I'll never do it. Yeah, that's just me. That's a good lesson. Yeah, I, I a lot of times fall into that trap where like I think about doing it and it's like I should do it, and then I was like, eh, I'll do it a little bit later, and then a little bit later, I don't really have that that burn to get it done like I did twenty three hours ago. Right, and I'm I'm that to a T, man. I'm the best procrastinator there ever was. But maybe I'm not. Maybe I just think I am. <laughs> so now that you're in Florida, what are you doing with yourself? Working, 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 working. Um, I was a chef. Uh, that's one of the one of the reasons why we moved down here. Um, I was a chef for the Ritz Carlton. Um, yeah, chef it up. You you had mentioned that you went to culinary art school, and that's what you ended up getting your degree in. Yeah, culinary arts. Yeah. So, how long after then, uh, Shippensburg and all that? I'm assuming it's after you were home and everything since service, or? Yeah, so like my whole life, working in fucking restaurants. Uh, met a lot of interesting people doing that. Um, you know, you you just do. Um, mostly working back of house. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely works in front of house. Did some bartending. Some. Some bullshit like that, but always in the kitchen, always working. Um, yeah, so probably getting serious about it right before the Marine Corps. Yeah, I'm say getting pretty damn serious about it before the Marine Corps. Um, it was a great stress reliever once you got back from deployments. So, you know, always enjoyed barbecuing, mm. um, you know, what Texan doesn't fucking live there. You're going to barbecue, man. Same thing living in Kansas. You're going to barbecue. Carolina too, right? And fucking Carolina. You're damn straight. More pig in Carolina than anything from what I remember. Um, more, more beef in fucking Texas. Yeah probably more beef in Kansas as well. Mm. But yeah, the pig. I love the pig. South Carolina, man. That's where it's at. And that yeah. Carolina will, uh, I can go on all day about mustard-based barbecue, bro. And when you make it yourself, oh my God. Even better. Fuck. So yeah. So good. Cooking, man. And, and not only just cooking for uh, the Ritz Carlton, but cooking for athletes like uh, I, I don't want to drop names. I'll give you hints. You'll be able to guess his name. Uh, one of the most lucrative um, contracts in baseball history. He now has a month named after him. Um, it's paid this amount for like the next 30 years plus the interest. Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I got it. 
Yeah, he's the only baseball player with a yeah, fucking... a thirty-year contract. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, throw uh, we'll throw a hashtag LOL Mets up. Yeah, on the, on the show description. So tell me about culinary arts school, dude. Like, where did you go? Uh, La Cordon Bleu in Dallas, Texas. Did you have like a? I mean, I I've talked to some people that, that have done it. Um, most recently, Jeff Marcico, his episode comes out tomorrow, and and he went to like a six month school. Um, but his his interest was pastry chef. Did you have a specific area of interest that you were that you were vibing on? Um, yeah, like uh, classically taught French cuisine, uh, herbs, and exotic spices. Man, that's what I like. I, I really, I get down on the herbs and exotic spices, bro. For that's, real, that's cool. Literally. Like, Right before we we started this episode, I was watching an episode of this new Gordon Ramsay show where he goes to remote parts of the world and yeah. learns about their cooking. He goes to like this northeastern part of India where they cook like all this curry without spices, without like like powder mm -hmm. spices. They use all natural herbs and plants and like uh, like um, bamboo shoot and and uh, like this paste and um all these different like types of things. And he's just like, so amazed because he's never seen this before. Uh, yeah. But it, you know, just shit like that. I love getting into, but that was your, that was your niche, huh? Yeah. That's, that's, that's my thing. Other than the Marine Corps. Like, I mean, I, I shined in the Marine Corps, man. And I think it's because of my options, but I enjoyed the Marine Corps. I was good at it. Good at being a Marine. Like it was easy. You know, it's a fucking plan. Here it is. Follow this. You will succeed. And that's kind of how the kitchen is. It's, you know, it's the same system. It's the brigade system. You know, like there's a chain of command and everybody does his part or you all fucking fail. So I like that. Um, and I like being able to see your end results. And, and just, I like the criticism that comes along with it. And I liked the recognition as well. Um, but I just, I think more than anything, I enjoy cooking because it's, it's, it's not like work, you know, I like, I enjoy it. It's not like work. It's artistic. So, yeah, well, I guess. And I've always kind of, for a tough guy, I've always been kind of fucking artsy. You know, and I've always kind of hung out with the artsy people. And they've always kind of accepted me as a fucking jock. But, you know, they know that they, once you got to know me, you knew there was way more to me than fucking sports. Where were you for the musicals then, Zach? Where were you for the school, for the school musicals? You know. I, I honest to God, I wish somebody would have gotten me into like acting class or something. I really do. Yeah. I, I, or, or doing plays or shit. We needed guys. I liked, you know what I liked? I liked public speaking. I fucking loved that class. You know, the, like, you, you're, like, a you're a character. You're a great storyteller, obviously. Yeah. Right. Like that's in you. And that's like that. You know, good talker. You know, that's definitely in you. Um, just whatever, yeah, whatever you choose to practice using it for. Yeah. 
That's right. funny. Funny enough, that's like chefs too. Chefs have like that kind of personality. They're all characters. They're all you yeah, know. They are, and and you go hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm getting what's up? Oh, looking at me crazy. I gotta change this color a little slight. You can't even see my face. I can see it. you're bluish. I am bluish. I'm blue, I ain't beat out of light. Oh, God. Yeah, there we go. Nice. A little green. A little green action. Perfect. Um, yeah, what was the question? <laughs> um, you answered it. Um, it was about like, uh, it was just more about like the culinary and, and yeah, I mean, making that, making that jump. Yeah. I don't, I guess thinking about my grandfather, I think that's kind of what jumped me into culinary. Uh, so my first deployment, he died, he died, uh, April 7th, April 7th, 2007, 2006. Fuck, I don't remember. It was April 7th. I know that. April 13th, Friday the 13th, was my, we were deployed. Mm. And my parents didn't tell me that he had passed away. So, like, the one time I got to use the satellite phone, I called my old man and was like, yeah, I can't wait to get home and talk to grandpa about fucking war. Like, that's just going to be cool. Somebody who understands. And he got real quiet and he didn't say shit. I'm thinking, like, what the fuck? That's kind of weird. I get home, they tell me he fucking died a couple of days before I deployed. And they didn't tell me. And I was fucking hurt by that, man. Like, mm. it pissed me off. And the one thing, the one thing we always did, the guy taught me how to sail. They taught me how to cook. And we spent a lot of time sailing and cooking. So fuck, I'm not going to be, I've already, I was in the Navy, the Marine Corps. That's the department of the Navy. It's the men's department. Sorry, any people who were in the Navy, you know, I'm just busting your balls. Anyway. Yeah, man, like, cook. I'm going to cook. Mm. I'm good at it. And decided, you know what? I need another business into this. Let's go to culinary school. Fuck it. So we did that. It worked out for me. Well, this would be the point. I probably, like, I pull out the yearbook. We take a look. We see, what, although it sounds like you already knew your quote there from Arthur Ashe. Yeah, man. Do you uh do you talk to anyone from Wizahickens still? I mean, I know obviously Maria has still all of her her friends and family is type of people, but do you? Alisa Davoli and you, bro. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm honored. Yeah. Well, I mean, like even when I was talking to you before. You, you and you and her. That's wow. it. I don't. Nah. No. 
you know, like like Gabbard said, if I fucking see you, I'll say hi. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Bell? Yeah, what's up? You know. I guess now since you're even away, do, how often does that even come up? Uh, at least once a year. Yeah. Do you you yeah. go, do you guys come back? Yeah. Yep. All her family's there, bro. Do you have? Do you consider here? Do you consider this area your home? Do you consider Texas home? Do you have a, an area that you would consider home, or you don't even reflect nah. on it that way? Nah, man, I don't think of it like that. Home is home is where my wife is. <laughs> I'm serious, like she completes me as corny as <laughs> yeah see as corny as that shit sounds i'm serious like yeah no wherever my wife and kids are that's cool. happiness i swear it's sad bro once again positive thought positive action positive reaction bro it's the way of the world you got negativity around you you're gonna be negative you're gonna think negative you're gonna do negative straight up that simple. Got football nine through twelve, base baseball nine and eleven. Yeah. Uh track and field nine through ten. Yep. Basketball nine. (laughs) Yeah. I sucked. Um what were you doing in track and field? Uh I think it was the four by two hundred. And then yeah, man, fastest white boy you ever met. So they're including your uh, your other activities in this. Yeah, had to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, you got baseball in eleven, but why no other sports? When in eleventh? Yeah, in eleven and twelve. Like, did you were you not? Was football just really kind of it? Refocus? Was it the college goal? Yeah, I think. I think football was probably, yeah, more of a focus for me, for sure. Um, going to, like, football camps at Penn State. Yeah, like, going all over the fucking place for football, doing kinds of shit. Well, like you said, success is a journey, not a destination. Nailed it. Yeah, damn straight. Uh, and then you say, thanks for always being there for me, Dave. Yeah, for being for being a best friend. Yeah, to the girl who never knew it, but always made me smile. Thanks, Maria G. Yeah. I'll miss you, A D J M M G D A. A D Elisa. Elisa. Probably yeah. Hmm. I don't know J M. Maybe Javier Marquis. Javier. That's probably Javier. Javier. Yeah. Good call. J-M-A-M-G. Maria Gigliotti, yeah, my wife. D-A, Dave, again? Dave, yeah. That was it. That was my squad. Yeah, look at that fucking dork. What a loser. Still looks like you. (laughs) Now I got longer hair and gray hair. And the facial hair, yeah. But yeah, you're right. You do look... You do. I mean, there's there's a few guys in here. Um, you know, Max Wood, uh, who I know you said was. Max Max Wood was my homie. Yeah, we, he, we wrote, When did he come? Eleventh or twelfth? Uh, he came eleventh, I believe. He transferred no, from Norristown. Norristown. I don't think I started hanging out with him until our fucking twelfth grade. 
Okay. But yeah, I hung out with Max a lot. I like chilling with him. But like him, uh, Bill Richardson, uh, there were a couple guys that looked like men. Yeah. Doug, yeah. King, Doug King. Douglas. <laughs> yeah, it you might. guys. You guys were kind of. You guys could have passed for like the like the 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 Hollywood celebrities that were starring in teen movies, but they're really like twenty six. Hey, it was easy to get alcohol in Norristown. It's easy at a pizzeria right before you go over the bridge to get to King of Prussia. It was easy to get fucking beer in Sheltonham, and it was real fucking easy to get uh, alcohol uh, and beer in North Philadelphia, Broad Street, Broad and Church. That shit was so long ago, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, you were asking me questions about then. That's not me now. I, I can say that, you know, good dude, good family. Oh, I guess what I'm saying is you got to fall before you can rise, baby. All right. That was my conversation with Zach Rowe. A really good time. There was some heavy talk. There was a lot of lightheartedness, but more than anything, it was just real. I really appreciate Zach for just opening up and, and discussing these things. And, you know, he said he doesn't really see or talk to a lot of people from Wizahicka nowadays. Maybe it's a, a once a year thing when he comes back home, but um, to open up and, and share these experiences, it adds depth, not just to who you are as a character, but who people remember you as back then. It's what makes the show so fun, no matter how serious it may get. Zach said he wasn't going to talk a lot about the Marine Corps, and I wanted to respect that. So I allowed Zach to say anything he wanted to say about his time in the service, and I thought really it was fine to just leave it at that. So that's why, while Zach made mention, I didn't go into, hey, so tell me about the Marine Corps. I thought Zach shared a lot of personal details that people probably did not know about, and really that was enough for me. So again, I can't thank Zach enough for just a great time, a great conversation. And as Zach mentioned, we did hang out for a little bit after high school. So really, one of the best parts about this is just getting back in touch with him again. Make sure you follow the social media on Facebook and on Instagram at We Weren't Friends in High School, youtube.com slash redshirtplaya. That's where this interview is available in video form, as well as the We Weren't Friends in High School reunion special, all three parts in video with the 20 some guests that joined over the course of two days. And of course, if you're listening to this, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast feed. Episodes drop every other Monday. I can't announce my guest just yet because it hasn't happened yet. I've actually been taking some road trips and even got a nice little recommendation from Zach for my trip down to Nashville. By the time you're hearing this, I'm already back and working on new interviews, but you know me, I don't like to say it before it happens. And at the time of this recording, it hasn't happened yet. So come back in two weeks on a Monday morning with my next guest for episode 230. I will see everyone then. Later.